0: Wherever we live on this earth We are one human family On behalf of our team of radio hosts I'd like to extend a greeting To all the members of our family Whenever and wherever you may be listening Around the world To our family in China Ni hao In India Namaste In Japan komichiwa. In Korea anion In Russia drastudse. In Germany Guten Tag
1: Assalamu alaikum, Greetings, and may peace be upon you all.
0: Wow! Welcome, 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 everyone. We're so glad to have you here in the house today. It is a beautiful day. No matter where you are, we know that you are in the place that is... Uh, that you're supposed to be? Yes, why not? I mean, why be anywhere else? That it doesn't make any sense. Why stress about what life has brought to you? You uh the terminology, you make uh, lemons when no, you make lemonade <laughs> when you got lemons. And let me tell you something. I know a lot of people like their lemonade sweet, but sometimes we can't have it sweet. Sometimes sweet isn't good for it. Sometimes that artificial sweetener is really uh, not good. And then in that so uh, you just make do with what you have until you can do better. So I want to thank you all for joining me here as well as. Our executive director, Ms. Naima (laughs) Latif, you're here at the Female Solutions as we come to you each and every day, providing you a solution or an opportunity to change what you're going through. And today, of course, you're with us here and move around with me, Deborah, and we've got a hot topic. Typically, we want to talk about something that is um, joyous and and taking you around the world and um, just getting out some excitement, some frustrations that are pent up. You work all week, all year, or or you've been stuck in the house and the children have been going to school and now it's time for summer break. Yes. (laughs) So, Uh, I I want to always share with you some valuable information. First off, uh, that is, it's time for you to be on the road again. Yes, on the road again. No, I don't own the rights to that song, but (laughs) I'm so glad that it is here on the road again. So uh, just to give you some tidbits, it's season-changing time. It's time to address your vehicle and changing of the season. So uh, get that oil change. Check those tires. Check those, um, those pipes, uh, those uh, hoses, and whatnot. Uh, make sure you maintain your business. You know, uh, we've heard uh, this week a lot on uh, the statistics, of folks driving vehicles, their average uh, age of the vehicle on the road is now 12 years. I remember when I had a vehicle that was 12, 20 years old <laughs> and it was challenging, but I did find out as I matured uh, with having a vehicle that if you take care of that vehicle, it will take care of your you. It, it It is so challenging when you're out there on the road and you, you hear a little noise and you're like, oh, my God, frustration sets in. What is that? What are we going to do? The, the finances aren't what they should be. Uh, but there you have it. If you take care of your vehicle, it will take care of you, and now, Uh, The cost of new vehicles uh, are extraordinary, and they want you to buy the the vehicles that you have to plug in, so now you got to find out where you get the plug from
1: and how much
0: that's going to cost. Uh, A lot of times, if you're going to rent a vehicle, I tell you, most of the vehicles that they are renting in the major cities are electric. I've had a few visitors that have uh, come to town, and they've all had those electric vehicles, and those were the vehicles that were available. It's not that the oh. the client requested an electric vehicle. That was the vehicle that was available. So I want you to pay attention to that. Of course, if you're getting an electric vehicle, you got to know that wherever you're going, that they have an outlet, there's an outlet around that you can charge it up. You may not have to charge it often, but you will have to charge it. Uh, I, I haven't re- researched the fact that if you take it back, you know how you take your vehicle back um on empty fuel, they charge you like $10 a gallon yeah. <laughs> to,
1: start,
0: to refuel. I don't know how that stance is. With the electrical uh outlets, if you take it and it's on a low battery, if they charge you a hundred thousand dollars, well, not a hundred thousand, maybe fifty thousand to charge it up I don't know, but that's something to uh pay attention to as you travel uh in the major cities of the United States. I'm not sure about when you're going international, but a lot of times uh a lot of us if you're Traveling international, and especially if it's the first time you're going to that country or that area, I would suggest, in my opinion, uh, that you not rent a vehicle. Get to get to know the area first. You'll go back, but I, I would not suggest that you rent a vehicle, and um, do your research. Have your travel mm-hmm. advisor do research for you. And you know what? Invest in a travel advisor. They may charge you a little bit. Uh, You may not be able to get the super discounts that you get when you go online and and go to those third-party persons who are selling you those absolutely uh, fantastic price trips trust and believe. You need a travel advisor to help you navigate this changing travel industry. And it is changing. Uh, Airports, you know, I always say airports is your first destination. Please, please, please pay attention to what you do and do not uh, take through the airport. You cannot go through the airport with switchblade of course a gun whether it's loaded or not you don't take a gun and and you say oh duh but there are confiscations of plenty of these things uh yeah. the you, remember, mm-hmm. if you remember and i can't remember what year it was but and i can't remember who it was but i knew it was an elected official and i guess they had you know, the, the, the
2: conceal-and-carry
0: permit or whatever it was. I can't remember if it was an alderman or a state rep, but it was somebody that had an elected position, and they went to the airport, and they had their guns packed up, and, of course, in the bag, their carry-on bag. Of course, they were stopped, and it was, it, it was a big scandal.
2: Yeah. Who it
0: was, but I remember thinking, what were they thinking? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you know what? Some people... Feel as though okay you're licensed in the state that you reside in yeah and it's okay but when you start to travel even if you're flying within the state once you step on to it you're no longer part of the state that is right. federal
2: right. so
0: if you are uh, not a federal licensed to carry person uh, there there is a difference Necessarily holding if you're going through a federal uh, situation, such as the airport, and especially we already know uh, going in other countries, even your prescription medications, you have to know if your prescribed medication is acceptable in other countries. Even if you travel with the prescription, it is not always acceptable. So again, having a travel advisor would behoove you to uh, document that. They're going to check all of that out when uh, when they qualify you, when they get there, your information. When they sit down and they have conversation with you, they're going to check and and well, they should. And if they don't ask you, be proactive and let so, them know. Uh, yes. So Deborah, have you had people ask your advice about uh medical marijuana? You know, if they have whatever um, necessary paperwork that says they can carry it. Uh, because I, I remember uh that whole incident with Brittany Griner in Russia and, and getting stopped because she had the vape thing in her suitcase and just the whole Yes, scandal of that, but we might look at marijuana differently in this country because it's been legalized. But then, but it's not legalized uh, everywhere. Not legalized everywhere. And if you're on a plane, like you said, it's not—it's not state to state traveling more. It's is federal, right? You're not thinking, mm-hmm.
2: you can can't—you
0: can't just carry anything in your bag when you're traveling because the the laws are different wherever right. you go. And you are know. subject to jail. And Yes, yeah, That's yeah. something to know. because my sister and brother-in-law just came back from a trip to Israel. And, of course, you're talking about international travel to a country where there's a whole lot going on all the time. You know, big tourist place, but also uh, a big place where issues going on. And so everything that you have in your bag is looked at as a possible explosive, you know. That's right. So
2: you have to be aware of
0: if you're going to places where there's a high alert for that kind of thing, something as innocent as a you know nail polish remover could could get you in trouble, I and mean, you don't know. Yes, there is a website travel.state.gov that will give you updated information on um, where it is advisable to travel, what you can and cannot take also on there. If you are going to another country, it would be good to know the telephone numbers or the contact information of the local consulate in case you do get in trouble. Because if you're in another country or even in the United States and say you get in trouble, your best bet, your only one phone call should be to someone that's going to help you. Someone in the legal profession or uh, the U.S. consulate and let them know where you're going, where you are. And you you should always uh, let folks know. And when you use a travel advisor, they automatically know your route, particularly, and let you go off the beaten path and, and you don't uh, include them in something that you're doing. But, yes, you have to be aware it's not just, okay, I'm going to get on the plane and do whatever I want to do, or I'm going to get in my vehicle and do whatever I want to do. No, it's not like that. If you have, um, I I hear all the time the people talk about the light, you know, the red light, you know, <laughs> that are catching people who, are not stopping that four seconds uh, at that stop light. You know, you can turn on red, but you have to stop at that red light and stay there at least four seconds. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Yes. If you do not, if you're there 3.5 seconds, you are subject to get a ticket, and that's not something that you can dispute unless you have some really fabulous numbers. Uh, I know in the city that I live in, in Chicago, if you're on that path and if you're going five miles over the speed limit, the ticket may be $30. But if you're going seven miles over, the ticket increases to $70 or even $100. That is the same in any part of the country. So even if you're right here in um, Illinois or Indiana, and you have to either go back to that state and go to court to dispute, or you have to uh, pay that fine. And, and they're taking pictures. They're, they're taking pictures. <laughs> you yeah, yeah. may not see the police on the highway, but they're taking pictures. And sometimes those pictures can actually see who's in the vehicle, who's yeah, driving the driving. Yeah.
2: Yes,
0: yes. And, 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 you know, that's why most people just end up going ahead and paying the ticket because right. it, it's so much, especially if you're driving across country, you're not going to go back no. to that. And, and for a let, ticket kind of let it out know. may not win so it really becomes a major fundraising mechanism be <laughs> i like how you put that a revenue generating revenue generating operation it may or may not be accurate or fair but it's it's just too much of a hassle trying to beat it most
1: people now yes. it is
0: possible to beat it but usually by the time the expense you, that the you war, go through yes you go town to pay for parking you know all of these things that pay for gas mm-hmm. so mathematically it almost doesn't pay it does not so we're excited about today um as we talk about to move around with the board and we already have a caller on the line that has, who would like to speak. So I want to bring in this caller, area code 314677. Welcome to the call today with Move Around with Deborah. How are you? Give us your name and uh, your statement today because we haven't really got into the topic that we're talking about today, but go
2: ahead. Hello.
3: Well, this is Pianchi. Good uh, afternoon. I guess is where you are.
2: Good afternoon. Hey now, you, Yes.
3: This is good information. And Naima, how are you doing? But, uh, I'm you know, you I'm made yeah, You made some good, yeah, she put some good points out of there because you're talking about the marijuana. Marijuana is not legally at a federal level. So if you fly in some place, on a plane and, and you're in the FAA airspace, well, you subject to have some problems. And another yeah. thing, and you, you talk about uh, going into other countries, it's very, very important that you know what you're allowed to do and not allowed to do. Because I know when you, I go through Egypt, I have in the past, and you're at the uh, – you're checking in with your passport and everything. They got a sign on the wall to tell you what you're not allowed to do. And you're not allowed to wear any uh, T-shirts, anything with any religious information on especially Chris Dennis. So you can't be walking into Egypt with a T-shirt that's got Jesus, uh, something of that nature, other than what they practice in that country. If you're with your wife, you and her cannot show affection on the street. That would get you in a lot of trouble. Kissing, hugging, and stuff like that—they don't allow it in this right. country.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you know. I have
0: heard the, uh, the shirts with religious words on them because I know a lot of people who practice their religion. You know, they they travel abroad and they go to the, the countries that may not adhere to their that, that, yes, yes. So Thank you for that. Bear, And wait a a minute! Is
3: there some more? Real quick, and you can't go into those countries wearing those Daisy Duke shorts, especially if you're going into the tourist sites like the temples and that. You can't. That can get you some serious life or death uh, problems. And on the asylum seat, to go to show you how what's happening to the United States is really, uh, if you. If any of us us three would want to go to Honduras, for instance, to seek asylum, we wouldn't get a visa. That's unheard of. So you would show up at the airport or whatever and say you want to seek. Well, they're not going to let you come in the country. They're going to say you seek asylum outside to come in. You can't seek asylum inside to come in. Now, the United States, is that they coming into the country, they should be seeking asylum at the nearest country where, for instance, if you're in Honduras, you can go over to Belize. Or if you're in one of those further southern countries, you can go down to the Panama, then go to the U.S. Embassy to seek asylum. But they come in here, and they're getting court dates, which may be three or four years into the future. Well, by that time, they don't have babies. And then if they don't qualify for asylum or refugee status, and they say, "Well, you gotta leave. You don't qualify." Then they're gonna holler, "Well, we have a baby as a U.S. citizen." So that's what's happening here.
0: Well, well, now isn't it uh, a fact that now they are not allowed to cross the border unless they have seeked asylum in the country? that they cross into such as for example mexico is that well, law that well mexico
2: comes?
3: i understand in mexico they just live a pass through because you know you got these people that say that they world citizens have a right to walk through any country they want to until they try walking through someplace like china but uh they sh- that the, the If you're a refugee and you're seeking running away from persecution, well you don't run forty five hundred miles to the United States border. you just go to the adjacent safe country if you're coming from you know one of those three El Salvador Honduras, and Guatemala, you would go to Belize okay. <clears throat> go down to Costa Rica but no, you can see that it's a scam because they're coming all the way up north to the United States border. And a lot of times the reason they say that they are running is not truthful. But by the time you, the uh, officials at the border run you through and check all that, I mean, it's just literally impossible. you got thousands of people show up. So it's a scam. Yeah.
0: that Now, is, it's a scam to the degree of uh, how do you feel it's a scam? Explain
3: that. I think it should be done. I think that it should be done the legal way. Like if you and Naima was El Salvadorans, you would go over to Belize, which is almost practically right next door, you know, across the border, and you would Mm seek asylum there from persecution. Why are you coming Mm -hmm. clean to the United States? And you know, another thing, too, uh, DeMore, you in a country undocumented, which is really illegal, you're not supposed to be working. Because you can't get a social security number. only thing you can get is that i can and that's on the convenience of the IRS. And really that there, uh, it takes the place of a social security number. But the qualifier is that you're illegal and you're not supposed to work. And there's moves now being that you are uh, committing an illegal activity to confiscate your assets, just as if you are a drug dealer.
2: Hmm.
0: I'd like to throw this thought out, out there before we take a break, and maybe you can respond to this as well. When I look at the, uh, I guess, refugee situation, there many situations they can have to flee. Sometimes it's for political asylum, sometimes it might be for religious asylum. Um, I see where a lot of people had to flee because they were victims of religious persecution and were literally threatened with death. And they came to the United States, even though maybe a neighboring country might have been closer. You know, they were coming from Pakistan. I'm sure there were other countries closer than the United States of America. But I look at it like the, like the fugitive slave law. When we had situations here in the United States where someone would escape from enslavement in the state where they were residing, which was a slave-holding state. But they didn't just go to the next state over that was a free state. Many of them would go all the way until they got to Canada because the the belief was as long as I'm in this country, even though though I'm escaping from where I was, it's not far away from somebody to come and
2: retrieve me
0: back to that situation. And I would think in today's time it might be the same thing. Again, depending on why a person is fleeing, is it for – Political asylum, do they have people chasing them that are trying to take their life for whatever reason? Do they need to get far enough away where they feel safe? The reason why they would go all across the world to another country? I don't know, but just in uh, making the comparison, if you feel like the people that you're fleeing would actually come after you if you were close enough to where you left, then you want to get as far away as possible. So that's why I think many of the people have chosen to flee to America. I could be wrong, like you said, it could be a scam. This is a place a lot of people trying to get to to get to the wealth and all of that. But I, I would tend to think it could be because they want to get far enough away where they feel safe. So maybe, and then after the break, well,
2: you're
0: going it, to get a mayor that actually mm-hmm. went to one of the places and talked to some of those who were seeking asylum. But but and what were your thoughts about that? You think maybe why they're coming here is because they feel like
3: they need to get farther away? Well, you you don't know. Suppose they are are running away from being punished criminally. Maybe maybe they were given a jail sentence.
0: Yeah, many reasons they're running, and and I do know I understand what you said about leaving Honduras and going to Belize. But if they're leaving for monetary advancement, uh, going to Belize is not going to help them because the Belizeans is well, yeah, a
2: beautiful uh, Yeah,
0: it's it's a beautiful country, but there's not much in uh, the revenue aspect of people to sustain themselves in a the livelihood uh, as you travel well, to some. Those Southern American countries, right? I hear, and, I hear what she's uh,
3: saying, and we, we should have a little discussion on this because there's a lot more to it. But see, coming, oh, yeah. uh, coming to the United States is a privilege, it's not a right. As Barbara oh, Jordan, yeah. and both of y'all old enough to remember Barbara Jordan, she's a Democratic Congressperson, black female from Texas, and she, in a committee, said made that statement, which is very, very pronounced to use today. Coming to the United States is a privilege, not a right. You immigrate yeah. to this country to make it better, not necessary to make yourself better. And I'll tell you the reason it, why.
0: It's a privilege That you have if to afford here. Right, right. It's, it's not what comes here. Uh, yeah. Oh, We've we'll, we we got to take a break. Hold, hold on. Up here. Yes,
2: we'll please be right on. back after this commercial break,
0: and uh, Zelda here has joined us on Facebook Live, she says, Grand Rising, Beautiful Queens, more conversations like this are desperately needed. And when we come back, we're going to talk about this because a lot of the protests that is happening in many cities across America regarding the people who are coming here seeking asylum has to do with the fact that there is a large homeless population that has not been given this kind of a welcome and uh, offering of resources, and they've, they've been, at some point, tax paying citizens, and they're not getting the same level of concern. So that is something to talk about. Take a look at that. We're going to uh, share with you a visit that newly elected Mayor Brandon Johnson made to Police District 12 here in Chicago, where many families are sleeping on the floor with their children. It's amazing. It's yes, amazing.
1: It we'll be right back
0: after these messages, so stay with we have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years 50 years from now the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults many of whom are yet unborn our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love guidance and protection and to raise them in healthy happy families if we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. Go to www.naimalatif.com That's f.com.
1: Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement.
0: Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture,
1: religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful
0: dialogue between religious groups.
1: I'm Naima Latif, Executive
0: Producer of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. We are a part of the online network of associated internet radio hosts, On Air. On Air empowers you with transformative news and interactive radio TV shows. This is such a wonderful time to be alive and to see our human family coming together as one community as a result of that powerful tool the internet. We can now talk directly to each other all over the world. There's no need for conflict or misunderstanding. There's no need for violence to solve our differences. We can talk to each other face to face until we reach an agreement. On Air offers a fantastic global guide to communicators from all over the world who are using their internet platforms to inspire us to strive to be our best selves in order to become the kind, compassionate, loving people we were all born to be. Once we do that, we'll see planet Earth transformed into a place of peace. Subscribe to the recommended YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and podcasts created by these Voices of Enlightenment. On Air provides daily news briefs and a weekly magazine, to keep you abreast of events and opportunities. On-air news affiliates in television, radio, and print share information, insight, and interviews with notable personalities. Go to onaireverywhere.com for a daily dose of uplifting news. We're on-air everywhere, online all the time. Mm-hmm. started, but the main topic today, fleeing your home to seek asylum in another country. Now, the question is, what do you do when it becomes too dangerous to stay in your home and you must take whatever you can carry and flee? What if you have to leave the country of your birth and seek asylum in another country among people who speak a different language? When your very survival forces you to travel by whatever means you can, foot by boat, by truck, by a back of a donkey, whatever you have available to you, you learn to appreciate the compassions of stranger and many you will come across now today, we are going to talk to hopefully some of the elected officials here in Chicago but who are in anywhere in the world because this is a line that is open to the wide world web and you find yourself in the middle of a controversy regarding immigrants who have been transported to your city or your town or your country and are are seeking asylum. Now here in Chicago we have like Naima said, have been, uh housing some folks temporarily in police stations, while permanent housing is being considered uh, from the conversion of currently vacant buildings. But uh, some Chicago residents are protesting that the longtime homeless population should be considered for housing and services first. Before the immigrants, is there enough room and enough resources for everybody? I say yes. That's my opinion. I really think that uh, it is enough room. I mean, look at this vast land. Beyond the buildings of the major cities, there is enough room, but I think the bigger question or one of the larger questions that is more profound is um, should there be an opportunity for those folks? Now we have Naima, our executive producer here. Thank you so very much for always being here. And we have a caller, a Priyanka um, from I believe St. Louis, I'm not sure, he gets around. He moves around, too. (laughs) And we have other callers on the line now. If you would like to share into the conversation, please press one. Your voice is needed to be heard. Whatever you feel like uh, saying, as long as it's pertaining to the topic of the day, we welcome (laughs) you.
2: Uh,
0: so, is there you know,
3: a, you know, oh, go ahead, Priyanka. You know, here's a, here's a couple more things. One, see, entering the United States is one thing, but entering a state, for instance, like Texas or Illinois, those are independent, sovereign countries. Are you what we call a state? And the state of Texas, as they're doing, they're putting up barriers on their borders. And see, you have to, they can keep you out. Federal government don't own land. At least they're not supposed to own land. But they can keep you out. In Illinois I want to stop people from coming across this border, people coming across Missouri to Illinois. They can do that if they want to. And people don't understand that. So another point, you're talking about your homelessness in this country. Well, what about those that's in prison? You got over eight hundred thousand people or more in prison, about four hundred thousand blacks. Shouldn't they be given an opportunity to rehabilitate themselves and become productive citizens and being able to uh, apply and man jobs rather than bringing people from all over the world? Where are these people going to work? If you go, get, if you seek a, if you seek a visa to go into Ghana, for instance and you go to the embassy, they're going to want to see your way, your means to come in there, and your means to come out of there. That I mean, you got to show a round-trip ticket, and also they want to know where you're going to stay. You can't work when you go into a foreign country like God. You can't work. So we should have, in the United States, the, the same privileges, and as I said, immigration is a privilege. It's not a right. If you're going to come to this country, You come to the country trying to add value to it, not getting on programs that's designed in order to help Americans stand on their feet.
0: But now going into a country such as Ghana, if they have borders, they are not manning the borders to, uh, uh, whereas the people cannot just cross into the country. They don't have a gate. Uh, that's erected to keep folks out so they could have immigration into those countries too, illegally. Or, or. So Well, let me could.
3: tell you something. I was in Togo once and my visa expired Friday and the embassy opens up Monday. I was worried and scared to death. Because at that point in time, when that visa expired, I was in that country illegally. They do have yes. courts. No, they do going to have a man standing along the borderline every five feet. But if you're in that country illegally, you are in trouble.
0: Oh, oh, absolutely. And supposedly, if you're in this country illegally, you can be in trouble. But they just didn't have enough manpower to mandate those illegal actions and that's hence where we are now absolutely and that's
3: just like people being in jail illegally
0: yeah when you are when you are somewhere and of course that was yandy that was giving us that insight but the thing about the question of whether or not people who are forced to flee should be given Asylum is really a humanitarian issue above and beyond I guess a legal issue. Yes, there are legalities, and we've had this this conversation over the past many years people who have come here fleeing for their lives, uh, trying to get away from uh, brutal regimes, people who are willing to risk drowning to cross the seas to get to America, and when they get here, and you know if they would be sent back, they might be killed, even if the law says you should send someone back, that's always a humanitarian question. Yes. What do you want to say about yourself as a human being if you're sending someone to their death? And what does that say about us as a nation if we're sending people to their death? So this has really been a very intense conversation because a lot of times when people come seeking asylum, it's because they could be political prisoners or or, or, or uh, subject, again, to religious persecution. Or in, in the case that we know recently <laughs> with our history, we were suffering racial persecution because slavery was legal in a certain part of the nation. And in those states, if we were returned, we would be re-enslaved and maybe even beat to death or near death. So that became a moral issue for people who decided to house the captives and and many times help them get out of the country to Canada. And I see it as as really the same situation when you have human beings that are fleeing a place where where they may be, subject to uh, threat to their life, coming to some place, seeking the compassion of others. And, yes, the, the current population may feel like, well, look, we don't have enough for us. So how can we help you? But that's like anything. If you are able to help somebody and you don't, then what does that say about you as a human being where you could and you refuse? No. So we have to really look you at that literally- and then – you know, there are
3: know another same thing system. too, even. How
2: come
0: these same, uh, Privileges, or this same compassion, or the same temporary housing that we're proposing
2: to to to
0: supply to these asylum seekers. How come we couldn't have done that for the current homeless population that's been living outdoors and 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 succumbing to weather-related illnesses and death for years? Part of the argument. That's part of the argument. And go ahead. Yeah. Well, see,
3: here's the thing with these asylum seekers. How do you know what they're saying is truthful? You don't know. Down in Texas at, El Paso, at the El Paso Station, you have adults showing up at the border with kids. Well, you don't know if that child belongs to the adult. There's no way to tell. Where they say they come from, they don't even keep those records. And another thing, there's been a lot of children that are assigned to these adults, they've been paid, the families are being paid, they show up at the border, and because of the sentiment and the outcry about children being put in cages and so forth, blah, 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 well, they let them in, that child would call a phone number, somebody here would come meet the child, put them on a plane, send them back down to Honduras, and they recycle all over again. That has been documented to have happened. But you don't know. A person say they are gonna kill me if I go home. Well, how do you know that? You don't know we that. We don't
0: know. But that's that's a morality. That's a morality issue. That that, so, that could be done with anybody uh, morally. So, we, so we, we don't have no morality.
3: If you caught uh, shoplifting, you can't go sit down at a restaurant and eat. Don't pay. Say you hungry. <laughs> That's more.
0: But they the folks do it every they day. Do it. They do it every day. Yeah. Yeah, they do it. And people who live here, people who have wealth will do it because they feel privileged. Yeah. yeah. So hold on it, just a minute. Just, we just
3: people. Are... Yeah. yeah.
0: Hold, hold well, on. Hold on. on. Okay. Oh, just one second. We're going to we'll run this clip with Mayor Brandon Johnson, newly elected Chicago mayor. Uh, and and we got a statement from uh, Zell of HLN TV show who has a whole homeless project that she's been working with for the last several years, and she says, amen, helping our neighbors is a human privilege. We must begin helping at home first, and that, that has been the argument. But here Mayor Brandon Johnson, he's going to these uh, people who have been housed temporarily in the police stations, various stations across the city. So this particular one at the 12th Police District, Spanish-speaking people, he's there with uh, the Alderman of the 25th Ward, uh, who we, uh, we've asked to come on to talk about this and, and basically to, to serve as translator. Uh, he's helping to convey the message that Chicago is going to be open and helpful and try to make it as comfortable as possible. So now in you're going to see that there are people with children, infants, toddlers, and yes, you could say, well, you know, how do you know these, these children that may they brought these babies? But I don't think so. And uh, we'll also seeing that, see that these are people sleeping on the floor. I mean, would would you do this if you had a choice? So here's the mayor and – So
2: he, he, this was
0: the day after his inauguration. Uh, so we start out hitting the ground running on the, one of the biggest controversial issues that you see cameras and everything. Uh, they asked us not to show the, the, the you know police deaths information, but we are showing the families, and as you can see, they are lying with blankets on the floor. Uh, young people, older people. And
2: he's talking to greet
0: them, and basically, you know, ask their name, a little bit about them, um, just to uh, let them know that the mayor has come, and and the aldermen is letting them know this is the, the mayor mayor, Chicago, coming to greet you. It's the mayor's wife. Uh, And so you know, for the most part, we have
2: the on their back. Not too
0: much more. Mhm. But now I'm looking at this. They didn't have the cameras on him when he went down to Tenth City.
2: Hmm.
0: I'm just saying.
2: That's interesting. <laughs>
0: you know and i think that when they do start opening up these buildings and these facilities that they open them up collectively for both the homeless and the immigrants they need to they need to intertwine they should not just be for one group i mean the immigrants they're homeless as well so it is they should be labeled as, as such uh, asylum seekers, okay, that's another level. But they're all homeless, so everybody should be in there. And who's wh- when they open up these buildings? Who's going to manage the building? They just going open up, to, to throw the people in, and, and and say you all go for yourself? No, somebody's got to manage the buildings. Uh, Comment and and uh, who is that? People cast got to get involved. You know,
1: it's so
0: many. uh, The water, the the city, the water department's got to get involved. The sewage has to get involved. You know, um, the the trash collectors, the food pantries, everybody's got to get involved. So just opening these buildings is not going to solve the situation. You have to have a lot of components uh in place and then you've got to have regulators. who who's going to be uh the overseer who's going to manage all of this in each building for each floor yeah. <laughs> it is it, it's it's a lot to it um but i think that if they do when they do open up these units uh to people It should be open to anyone who wants to come in, whether they have come off of a bus from uh, wherever uh, or if they came over from another direction. You know, I've heard people traveling the waters uh, in refrigerators. Can you imagine putting refrigerators together, piecing them together with the duct tape and traveling floating from you know wherever they got dropped off at but i think this opportunity should be available for everybody and if we should all come cohesively together um uh, with it. well i i think that's the major point if we are going to open up buildings for people the same the same arguments that they've been making against opening up the buildings for the homeless. You can make the same argument here, like you just said. Who's going to supervise this? How do you keep families safe? You know, a lot of times in shelters, children are not uh, right. You don't know people get attacked, molested, stolen from. Now here's a lady with us, a young child, so little, little toddler, uh, and she's explaining. Her situation, and, and Brianna says, it, "Who who's to say that that's her child?" <laughs> in my life, you, say that. you know, I, I I remember the 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 movie The Titanic, where the man, uh, you know, it was just women and children on the boat. But the man grabbed the man of privilege. He wanted to get on this boat, so he grabbed the child that was in the corner, uh, <laughs> and like it was his. You know, they themselves grab a Exactly. You know, and you, I mean, you don't want to believe people do that, but people do whatever they have to if they now. Uh, this is this this area, I guess this this, 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 this been um where uh ward where Alderman Byron Pinto Lopez is there, you know, helping with translation from Spanish to the mayor.
2: Okay,
0: that's And, good. you know, that's the lady's name and everything, and, you know, and the child and so forth. Now, I, I'm looking at things like, okay, they all cleaned up your good. mother is coming with your baby. It, that's, that's a whole lot. You know, you got to think. Diapers and everything else that's needed for a child, an infant. You know, if you've got young daughters and you're trying to move for the shelter, you got to protect them from being a dog. I mean... Yeah, can you imagine sleeping on the floor in in, in an, another country? But they're excited, they're glad to be indoors, uh, and, and they're getting fed. I'm sure. They're, yeah. they're, they're they're somewhere. They're taking a shower. Yeah. Uh, or
2: or, or yeah.
0: bathing in some parts. They all seem to have clean clothes on. Yeah.
2: So. so
0: yeah, we don't know who provided it, but I'm sure they did did some kind of service. Well, well, for the photo ops. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, but, yeah, to, yeah, we have to we have to look they're at it also good. also uh, based on photo ops. You know, yeah. we we're not going to be um, naive enough to know that they're going to give us. Yeah. I, I I'm looking for the footage of the handshaking at Ten City. Hmm or or under uh, on under the uh viaduct or, or um, it, it back in in the um in the country because yeah. in, in some parts of the state they have um they have cities that have been built where uh, um they weren't asylum seekers, but they were immigrants from other countries. And I was surprised to know that even in the western part of uh, southern Illinois, there are some uh, cities that are full of African descendants, mm-hmm. uh, you know, first-time first, first time, um, Africans that are in this part of the state. And they have created communities, uh, and they're—I don't know if they would be considered asylum seekers, seekers, but they're immigrants, and and they're doing well, and we don't hear about them. But this land is—this is a vast land. They, they, I mean, there there are cities that are closed down because of infrastructure uh, shutting down. Look at how. Uh, Take hey, Gary, even though Gary is in, in a big uh, urban area. But the city of Gary, how many facilities they have and houses and homes and, and residential situations that are closed down because the steel mills left.
2: You know, yeah. so
0: exactly. and And that happens all across the country in these small towns where um, the infrastructure has changed and now you have these vacant uh, towns and and whatnot. This is some of the places that they could be housed at. Um, But I I am, um, we're going to talk some more because when we come back, because I did a little bit of research and um, it, it's been immigrants and asylum seekers coming to the United States or coming to this country for a whole lot of years. You know, yeah. they they didn't just start, and they didn't just look like who they look like now. And then you have situations where you've got folks, uh, I never will forget, the people that came from Haiti. And we yes. all know how devastating the Haitians yes. are, are living in squalor um, because of natural challenges to the well, land. Yes. And they sent them right on back. Uh-oh. That's yes. another issue. Am I, that's, that's issues, am I going too
2: far right
0: now? <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing. Does our humanitarian only extend to people who are white? Skinned and not brown skinned or or red or yellow skinned. I mean, or, or light brown, whatever the color is. I mean, yeah. Are we are we are we generous to everybody or just some people? Just you know, some, people. some people. Okay. Some and people get sent back or, or thrown in jail. And Zelda of HLN TV show says uh, she said HLN TV show is the main media outlet that cares for the residents in Tent City. We've been out there and had her, you know, we've been on live with with Tent City and, and, and uh, uh, of course, you can go to Instagram.com slash project to see live footage. And she also says, there's no handshaking in Tent City. homeless oh Homelessness priority yet. And I believe it's the very same, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jonah, but I believe this same alderman that we just saw with the new mayor was there at tent city with dr willie wilson i don't remember him going around shaking hands i'm just remembering i i believe that's the same one i don't remember him going around talking to the people yes. i remember him saying it for a i'm not talking about it. i'm just saying what i thought see see here's what a politician that, that you know instead of them working together cohesively
2: mm-hmm. and
0: and and doing this w- willie wilson was a, a is a, a great advocate for the homeless, and he should be in charge of something. I don't know what he's doing now, but uh, come on back. And, and, he's in charge of this, in, char- in charge of all the refugees. Exactly, exactly. If, if, and I'm sure, I don't know him personally, but I'm sure he would not mind in helping. Let us stop being the crabs in the bucket. Okay. Absolutely. Uh it's time to go to our next break. <laughs> and it says delivers food resources every Thursday to the homeless. Special thanks to Andrew Nelson Bay who gave us bean pies this year. Yes. Yeah, thank you, All Andrew. All right. Thank you, Andrew. And yes. and yes, uh I I would like for Zelda to give us uh more information on how folks can reach out to the homeless and what their needs are. So when we come back, she's going to talk about uh, maybe talk about that or share that with us. Uh, We'll be right back. case you want to join us live? Yes, please.
1: Hey, it's time to take charge of your health. I'm Viata, your holistic life coach. And every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time.
0: I'm here on The Female Solution to empower you to make choices that will assist your evolution to abundant health. I'm also blogging every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time at Soul Perfect Healing, where I bring you a spiritual chiropractic adjustment to bring you back into alignment with our Creator's love, compassion, and wisdom. Join me every Friday morning at 8 a.m. and Sunday evening at 8 p.m. for a time of unity, enlightenment, and love vibration. Shalom.
1: Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on Higher Learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness session on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit Zelda Speaks. We'll help you achieve a breakthrough in your health today.
0: Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. All right. Thanks, all, for being here, for sticking around. If you have a comment and we want you to get involved with this conversation, we hear about it all day long on the news, people who have privileges uh, for television and the radio. Here's an opportunity for you to voice your opinion and give us suggestions. Maybe help out. Maybe you have the solution. We here at the Female Solution look for solutions to help the world navigate their life, and we know that everybody has to have some kind of input. So we certainly hope that uh, if you're here, if you're listening online, please press 1 to speak. If you're on our StreamYard or Facebook or YouTube, uh, always like, subscribe, and share. That's it. Like, subscribe, and share. Like, subscribe, and share. Call in 515-605-9325, 515-605-9325. Naima, how are <laughs> yes. you? Thank you for
2: being us uh, uh,
0: always for our journey at the Female Solution Well, thank you for being willing to address this topic. It really is uh, affecting more people than we realize. And soon, our Monday morning mindfulness host, Zelda Speaks, will be joining us uh, here on spring because she's been working with the homeless for these past several years. Uh, She shared the story of how her brother, Douglas, was living in a homeless community, got Shot and killed by another homeless person. Yeah, uh, we've seen where some of the people who are in those communities, some of them are really struggling with some some mental challenges. but some of them are just regular people. They may have families. You know, may just be down on their luck. And just like these people that we're seeing at the police station, you don't know really what the worry is. Uh, you don't know if they're fleeing from the law. They Like Bianchi was saying, you know, you don't know who's a criminal, who might be, right, uh, you know, uh, a killer or a,
2: uh, a
0: thief. Or, I mean, you don't know. So, Or or and, mentally challenged. Or mentally challenged. You don't know, you know, somebody who might have had to flee and couldn't take their medication with them. You don't know. Right. It, it might start going off the defense. So right. we want to we wanna be uh want to be humane but we also have to be cautious so let's bring in our dear wonderful humanitarian sister that has what is it uh thankful thursdays every thursday where she's bringing food and and bringing heating yes. units to the homeless out here in the chicago area thank you so much and thank you also to your wonderful husband tony who
2: is yeah. So you know,
0: the Heavy lifting, and these these heating units, and the and the food cases, and all those things that you bring that really help save lives. Thank you for having this show because this is information that we all need to hear and need to be talking about. Because we can't put all this on Brandon. This was a mm-hmm. mess he inherited. Right. And it's now up to us. We can't wait on government because we see what government is. Collectively, doing. collectively. collectively. So we here. Yeah, we got to do this together, and we have partnered with um, the Obliging Care Network to show you how serious this is. This is a young lady, Ozell Ross, who works full time taking care of patients, and when she gets off work, she goes home and puts together what needs to be done for the next week. So that she can go out and take care, feed and
2: clothe the homeless. Okay. Oh, wow. That's just crazy.
0: that's how I up. Yeah. Yeah. And the <laughs> uh, asylum seekers. Let 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 us be clear. Anyone who does not have a home, a housing, they're homeless. So yeah. they're homeless, just as as much as our homeless, who have lived here forever. You know, and and there are different reasons why folks are homeless. Uh, I I know Priyanka has has spoken about those folks that that were incarcerated and how we don't, uh, the the penal system does not educate, does not help those who are about to be released, you know, Mm -hmm. and and give them the tools to uh, be. To sustain their livelihoods, and then we've got the folks who own these these properties who just take a, a jackhammer and just jack up the rent because they can. Because so they can.
2: Yeah. Because so they, can. they can. So now you have folks that can't
0: afford to live anywhere. You know, you you have to live in your vehicle. You you have Locked to live it. under a tree. They you know, live in their cars. People yes. Go to work every, yes. every day, day. Live in the car or, or on a lot or just wherever they can
2: get a bed or sleep.
0: Right. Or, and Or If you're yeah. living with someone that's yeah. not your home, you're homeless. So right. oh, you're living with someone, you're fortunate enough, but... You in the house or whatever, in house, in the basement. Yeah. Or the you're living you're living still living in the backyard, in a car. Yeah. In a a pod, yeah. yeah. So collectively, we have to do something. It's not just on one one somebody. Right. We we stop stop doing this. Yeah.
1: Because
0: you know,
2: that's what's going to happen. <laughs> you got these coming back.
0: Stop doing that. Yeah. Because you know so that's what's going to happen. People who are watching the mayor go around these places will be angry and then want to cast their anger at him. For saying that he wants them to feel welcome, but like you said, though so he didn't start this problem. It was, mm-hmm. it was on him when he got, got in office, all of these people driven to Chicago and dumped here, and what are we supposed to do? And so you don't want to look like a, a cruel person or you don't care, but there is the fact that we've got all of these people that we have not been given any compassion to. They've been sleeping out on concrete for years. So, you know what I would like to see happen in terms of legislation? Maybe something we can pull together and get, you know, one of our elected officials to present it to city council or state uh, legislature or whatever, maybe both. But I, I've, seen this. I've seen the problem from both sides because I've got a lot of friends in real estate, and, you know, you buy a, a multi-unit building, it's income property, and then you get renters. Then something happens, somebody can't pay their rent. Well, that means you can't pay your mortgage because you're depending on their rent to pay your mortgage. And I've seen them have to go through court and try to get families out, and they're angry because people aren't paying their rent. But people don't withhold rent on purpose to make you suffer. If they're not paying, it's because they don't have it. So maybe there's some kind of emergency funds you can give to property owners so that they can let the people who are going through an emergency situation stay there until they can get on their feet. Maybe there's a way we can do that so that everybody can still Get what they need. Because the person who owns the building, they still got to pay the bill. They still got to pay the light, gas, you know, everything else to maintain it. They got to do repair. So they need the rent money. But throwing people out because they can't pay rent, well, then the place is vacant, so you still don't have rent money. You
2: still don't have rent. Right. You still don't
0: so, have rent.
1: So, yes. and and
0: then look at the squatter situation. Look at
2: yes.
0: all, <laughs> all, all the homes there. An you know, empty place, and it's okay. I'm gonna make this my house, right? That's that problem, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but but that they are being creative enough to having somewhere to live, yes. you know. So, so now you have other things you have abandoned buildings that have been used as places supposed to get dragged in, and you find a body later on, or whatever, or or place where people gather, yes. to shoot up drugs, and that's also dangerous. So you have a lot of unsavory things that empty buildings are being used for so it would make sense and then we're paying taxes on we are paying taxes on
2: mm-hmm.
0: yes. yes we're paying taxes for, for unused buildings unused schools unused uh centers and all of that because a whole lot of places became empty after COVID but we're, we're you know and that's was, why the taxes went up in the city of chicago so instead of us doing what doesn't make sense and doesn't help anybody, why don't we figure out how to recirculate the resources so that everybody gets a place to stay, people get jobs either supervising or renovating or maintaining the building. People also are responsible. If you're given a place to stay, you're responsible part of the maintenance that's part of, of, of your uh, Task for being given that space, if you've, you've been taken out of home and putting it in a space, and the person who owns the building, they get whatever they need to be responsible for the maintenance of it. That makes a lot more sense. Right. Throwing people out on the street, uh, throwing people in jail because they they don't have a place to go and maybe they're vagrants or whatever squatting. And then having the person who owns the building go into foreclosure because they don't have income. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. What we're
0: doing right now is working. So we have to think, how do we supply everybody's needs with the resources that we have so that everybody wins and nobody suffers? It is a way to do that. We just have to have Mm -hmm. the will to do Mm -hmm. Mm it. Now, you said legislatively. Well, that's that's why you uh, put people in office to do those types of things. You you vote them into office. Now, if you don't vote because you feel as though your voice is not being heard, is not being heard because you didn't vote. So the person whose voice was being heard by those powers that be, they're the ones that got their people in. So they're doing what they want them to do. Right. So until you understand the logic and and stop get, and get out of your own fusion, you, we're still going to go continue on with the same cycle and not improve in any and, and not have to wait for legislation. We'll have to do what um, Zelda is doing every Thursday, every day, actually, not just Thursday because she works feverishly every day. For helping the homeless in some way, that's what we have to do. And she's she's not in a, a legislative body, so yes. we we have to stop just allowing politicians to make a decision. So now that that brings up another question, and maybe we can go to the, our callers and get their responses on this. But is there a way we, as citizens, as organizations, as concerned individuals can work with those property owners who may have vacant apartments or or vacant buildings and say look in exchange for you opening up your building we will you know our members will provide either supervisory or assistance with uh you know helping the residents get the services they need so that if you just provide a, a roof over their head then you know, our organization will will assist them and and, you know, whether providing uh place where they get clothing or food or health care, you know, we'll hook we'll hook them up with other agencies if you will do your part and just provide the place for them to stay. Okay. Yeah is there a way that we can negotiate with Commonwealth Edison and people's gas to provide yes. okay, it costs money. Who's gonna
3: pay the uh,
0: Who's gonna pay the
3: liability for that? Priyanka, you have a comment?
0: And let's open up the mic for seven hundred two five hundred
3: five. Just in case there press. Let me give you the, Let me ask you a little comment. You had American workers mm-hmm. that was fired from their job, didn't have income. They lost their car, lost their home because they wouldn't take a COVID shot. Now you got hordes and hordes and hordes of immigrants, illegals, coming across the border, and they had no shots, no inoculations whatsoever, no measles, no chicken pop, no mumps. Matter of fact, in a Mexican town down there on the border, New Mexico, they had an outbreak of measles. Measles yep. was eradicated here in the United States years ago. hmm
2: hmm yeah, they were eradicated. And you think know about
3: these people being homeless and you're kicking Americans out of their homes.
2: Mhm. Right.
0: So what solutions do you have uh that may be available?
3: People coming to this country have to come legally. You don't know who's coming. You may have established a fifth column of terrorists. You don't know that.
0: That's right. That's right. So how do you how do you not, um, how do you block the people gaining interest illegally into the country? How do you block
2: their accessibility? You
3: put a wall across the border like the Bible says in many cases. And another point, the United States give aid to these very countries and the tens of millions of dollars every year in order to alleviate the problem that they say that they are escaping from. That's how you know it's a scam. They're not expecting those things. They come in here because they want to have a job and make a U.S. dollar that goes much, much further in their country, send the money home, build up businesses for their families, then they go home and they live a life of it. They never would have done it if they were staying in their country. Whereas Americans are still sleeping on the streets. Veterans that fought in our wars to protect us and provide us with our liberties are being put out on the streets for these, to make way for these illegals. That is totally astronaut. people. And it also, if people feel so dedicated in this, take a family into your house. That's a simple way. And feed them. Take them into your house and feed them. Then so you don't have to worry about branding your your mayor and in warehouses into living spaces. They can sit in your house, play on your PlayStation, and watch your widescreen TV. <laughs>
0: that you know, that really is a solution that is viable you know sometimes when students go abroad and they stay in the home of a host family because you know you can apply to be a host family if you feel like you would like to house an international people can do the same thing with homeless families you can have yeah. people that are agreeing to be a host family for somebody who's homeless if he's got space you got a lot of couples that their children have grown gone away and they got space and nobody's you know got bone. you know you can do that. Now the thing is though, you have to have a mechanism, like like you say, you know you gotta have some kind of background check mechanism or something to make sure you're not inviting a serial killer into your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to be some kind of guideline where uh, you know no drug use, no you know uh, irresponsible behavior. You can endanger people, like you know smoking mm-hmm. in, in, in bed while you sleep and set the house on fire. Matter of fact, uh, one of our listeners told us a story about how she helped this homeless man who was living under a bridge. She invited him into her home. He had a nice, big home out in the southern uh, suburbs. And the man was smoking one night, set her house on fire, burnt it down. And so her life has not been the same since. And it just was a horrible thing. She she did it out of her heart to help him. But, you know, he had his, his... Mental challenges or whatever, and a good deed end up causing her to lose all of everything she had. Mm-hmm.
2: So you please,
0: there question. is, you do have to have some precautions, but that doesn't mean you can't be humane and can't treat people like they are innocent until they're proven guilty. I mean, I don't, I don't believe people traveling with little babies, little infants are just damn, as people. Things in the United States is a whole lot easier way to get a job. Not everybody. So, Not
2: everybody. Not Not Not
0: everybody. And those and those folks, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't follow them along the path, but Mm -hmm. they walked most of the way. We don't want to walk
3: to a bus
2: stop. (laughs) (laughs) You know. Well, you know what? uh,
3: That makes it worse because they've walked around livestock, and they coming into the United States, then they pull the agricultural pandemic amongst our livestock here in the U.S. Your chicken, your cattle, and everything else. You know, when you come back through immigration, it's coming from a foreign country. One of the things that the, that the screener asks you, and it's also on your declaration that you fill out, were you around livestock? If you check yes. They'll take you to a room, take your clothes off and laundry them and give you a shower because you stand a chance of causing great harm to our agriculture and livestock here in the United States by the assimilation of diseases that you picked up elsewhere.
0: Now, are they doing, you can't they doing that at the border?
3: No, they're not doing that at the border. Look are at the have Haitian have- Remember the picture... You remember the picture of the Haitian man? They said that he was being worked by the guy on the house. He had a bag of food in his hand, and he had crossed over into Mexico and got, was crossing back over the Rio Grande River to come into the United States. You know yourself. You traveled internationally. If you got any food in your luggage, they're going to take it out and destroy it because you don't know what type of c- contagious diseases that you're bringing into this country that can affect our crops.
0: So that's why my question is legitimate. Is there any type of uh, uh, clearance that they are going through when they put these people in the, the tent cities on the border? Is there anything that they're going through? Are they, they checking?
3: No, it's know. not. And you no, they're not. And you, here's another kicker, too. You know they haven't been inoculated. If they can't trust their government. If they're fleeing their government because they can't trust them, you know they're not going to allow their government to be sticking needles in the arms of themselves or their kids. So they haven't been inoculated for the common things that American children have to be inoculated before they go to public schools.
0: That's right. That's right. You know, there's always an issue when you have people traveling from place to place. This is why COVID spread so rapidly uh, until they shut the airlines down because people were people who had it, people who were exposed to it were flying someplace else and, and usually that's where it spread from someone getting off a plane coming from another country where the virus was prominent. So anytime there is travel between countries, there is the spread of disease because people carry possibilities. are People are not immune to. And that's why when, you know, when we go abroad, we have to be inoculated or, or have to have some type of, of assurance that we're not carrying our diseases to somebody right. else. I mean, that's, that's part of what travel has to remind people of. But at the same time, you can still offer people shelter so that they're not sleeping in the rain or the snow, even while you give them the necessary uh, health care screening to make sure that they are not carrying something that could be contagious. I, I think there has a, a balance between caution and protecting the people who are in the country already and humanitarian response to the people who need help. They need – well, let to me like give you another, another example. Both.
3: Let me give you another example. Deborah, when you go into – let me say you go to Donna where do you eat do you eat in a hotel the five-star hotel or do you go out and eat street food
0: i don't you eat can't
3: street eat street food
0: yeah, right you can't
2: eat food. street food because it'll you make you sick
0: exactly yeah. that's that's why they have an international gastronomy association to direct you to where you can and cannot eat when you travel because uh, just like uh, you're going to uh, Mexico and drinking the water. The Mexicans drink the water all day because they're used to it. I on the other hand Absolutely. I so I can't go and drink the water. I have to take my own water. So
2: you can't go to Chicago.
3: Mexico.
0: Yeah,
2: you yeah, can't yeah. go
0: to yeah. El Salvador, or
3: Honduras or Nicaragua and eat their food or drink their water. Okay. But these people coming from those countries have bacteria that your system is not used to and you're just letting them into the country unfettered that is totally wrong that's dangerous
2: yeah i mean all of that has
0: to be dealt with but well, we got to take our last great mm-hmm. so I mean, can take a look at the, the the health issues uh what are the health issues of people who immigrate what are the health issues that people deal with who are homeless and they're on the street and they're you know exposed to everything
2: How do you keep everybody healthy and safe? Got
1: to figure it out. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host, Kareem
0: Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., on the Female Solution Radio Show, as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our hosts. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. to Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green on Thursdays at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear great topics and stories on grief and turn it into victory. Join Dr. Debbie Green to listen to stories of triumph and learn how to overcome. You are not alone in your life and there is hope in the darkest hour. This is your time to learn strategies and solutions to improve your life It's your time. So join Dr. Debbie Green with Soulful Solutions and call in on Thursday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time and 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at 515-605-9325 with comments and questions. Look to hear from you real soon. back I was uh, trying to uh, determine how to uh, find the proper website for the gastronomical uh, that that's the stomach you know yeah. issues with the stomach so there's an association that is uh, structured for when you travel for different restaurants And in order to be acceptable by a particular restaurant, you have to pass these different certifications. So I'm going to be researching that while we talk here. But it is very valuable to know where you can and cannot go. And a lot of times people get deathly ill when they go to other countries and the food, again, it, it's not a poisoning, so to speak, uh, of the food. It's just the way it was prepared. And some of the things uh, that it, it took to prepare it, that our systems, our gastronomical systems are not in tune to receive it. So you have yeah. to be also very careful. You, yeah, I mean, that, that's a new thing. Body's stomach and shake everything. But then I look at a lot of times people who are homeless and they're kind of forced to eat things, you know, that might not be sanitized or whatever. You know, folks that got to the point where, you know, they gotta
2: get food
0: out of the garbage can that restaurants throw away from the restaurant, can't get it to them, you know, out of fear of being steamed or whatever ridiculous thing. But, you know, when you're when you're homeless you get exposed to a lot of germs, and you don't always have a way to protect yourself. And for those people listening, we want to uh, let you know, of course, if you really want to help the homeless, get four people on your block for community or job to chip in and buy tickets to the first homeless benefit gala June 3rd, 7pm to 12pm. And there's a DJ, food, dancing, and open bar and you can go to https, colon, slash, slash, my dot, up. that's C-A-T-D-D-A-R-U-P.
2: You really
1: can it. also go to um, higherlearningnetwork.org and just click on the homeless link. It's there. Yeah. People are saying that the tickets
0: are expensive. I was like, life is expensive. They're only $100. Four people got together and just sent one person as a representative yeah. in that community. Or 10 people put $10 together. There's no excuses. There's plenty of money. Everybody knows that there's plenty of money in the United States. Absolutely. Just they know what you want to do with it. Yeah, I mean that's what a fundraiser is: is to raise funds. So you 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 set the ticket price so that you can
1: can generate significant revenue with the ticket sales. That's the whole purpose of it. And I know this uh, lady Oziel. Well, I've been knowing her for years, and I had no idea that she was doing what I'm doing. So my cousin called me and, and said.
0: Oh, be trying to get in touch. I'm like, they're not to me because you know you got my number. So we finally hooked up. And I was like, girl, you've been doing As long as I've been knowing you, you been doing this and you
1: didn't nobody? What's the problem? Okay, so now I'm telling everybody.
0: Yeah, so those that are watching us, you tell everybody. You can't come you tell somebody. You tell so can't somebody and so on and so on and so on. Because we all know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who, knows somebody who got some money to buy a ticket. And we also know somebody who's home.
2: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely, Service is the price you pay for the space you occupy on this planet. So wow. the question is, how will you be of service today? Absolutely. Ask yourself know a question, question and share this with somebody. And thank you for sharing. <laughs> thank you for sharing. <laughs> <laughs> but, that, you know, that's a real thing. You know, And I have even shifted in my uh, response to people because, you know, when people come up to you and they beg, you know, and you, years ago, and I was not as sensitized, you know. My thought, like most people who were gainfully employed and getting a paycheck every day and not under any stress to pay bills because they had money, so somebody else comes to you who's begging, and your are first responder. Oh, why don't you get a job? Because you don't think of all the different reasons why they don't have a job, right? And if you've never been through anything. You don't have empathy for people who've been through things.
2: Nope. So
0: sure. now that I'm older and have been through enough life challenges to have empathy. I don't question people if they ask money. I just give it to it. If I got it, I give it to you. Because I mean, right. like, five dollars is not gonna break me. I can go make another five dollars. Ten dollars oh. is not gonna leave mm-hmm. me home. If I can just give that to you, you know, yeah, buy yourself a meal. You know, get yourself some beer or whatever. You act of service. Right. So, you know, it all balances out. So I, I think even with people who are coming here, yeah, some of them might be questionable character. They're going to get what they got coming.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: mm-hmm. karmically, if we really want to do what's right, we'll help everybody who needs help. And I don't think, it's, I don't think it has to be an either-or thing. Well, mm-hmm. we can't help them because we got to help the homeless. Well, we, we can't help the homeless because we got to help them. I don't think it's an either-or. I think it's an all-and you got to figure out how to help everybody who needs help so that nobody is suffering. That has to be our... You need somebody who knows somebody who has the resources that they can use. It's not always about money. you got resources. Yes. Tell them where to go get a bed, where they can go get a meal, where they can go get a bottle of water, where they can do anything. They can make a phone call, charge their phone, anything. Everything helps. So it's, don't, don't think it's always about money. It's about right. resources. It's about resources, absolutely. And we have, each of us, we may not
2: realize
0: what we can give, but even if you don't leave your home, there's something that you can do to give. Oh, pull out some of them blankets. You ain't yeah. them yeah. And just put them out on, on the porch. Put, put them out in the lawn and, and call somebody to come get them. They, right. they have folks. That that are well, a you know, homeless organization. organization pick up. Yeah, will I think they, they can pick up. I know Salvation Army does pick up, and some other organizations do. Yeah, up, you know, and drive it someplace. Mm-hmm. But how many got blankets that they're not using?
2: Come on. And that's what lot. they asked
0: us yesterday. They said, please get us some blankets. And as I was leaving, a man pulled up and had a a trunk full of stuff, and he had mm-hmm. two blankets, and they were so happy. You would have thought it. Oh wild. wow. Yeah. Then it, it then that's working more, more blankets. we good. Yeah. And okay. if if those if we hear you may not be in the area that we're referring to in the Chicago area. You you may be anywhere in the world because again this is a, this is blasted out in the World Wide web and we have a a strong presence in the, in the European uh, nations. Uh there's homeless everywhere.
2: There's homelessness everywhere.
0: everywhere. It's a so, pandemic. It's that's not a yeah. Well, that was a plan.
2: It's a plan them
0: too. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but help somebody. Yes. Help somebody. Go like the Zelda says. Go to your closet. You got some stuff in your closet that you haven't worn, and and trust and believe. I do it all the time. I'll give something away and then get ready to go wear it, and it's gone. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, where? I can't find it. But you know what? Once it's gone, it's gone. You move on to the next situation. Right, right. You find something else. Somebody can use what you have that yeah. you are not using. Food, and, and don't always worry about the expiration dates on those cans. That's a ploy for you to buy stuff. If that right. can is not dented. If it's not rusty, if it's not, and yeah. it is still good, <laughs> and and you when know, you give, a can, you give a can opener. I was just know. about to say that. I remember, I, I think it was maybe you Zelda, I'm not sure. Somebody said, if you're giving cans, give those top top cans, top or, cans, yeah. top cans, or top or, top or top give top. a can opener it's because. Worked. They have to go with the hammer and and the screwdriver yeah, okay. and you know how right. we used to do it. Right. It does look a different, so we try to give them one that has the can that will pop off. Yes. Yeah. So so be uh, mindful of that uh, yeah. as you go through your cabinets. I think was it was it no it was last Saturday where the postal workers were was collecting cans. Oh, that's good. Yeah, and, and they should do it again. It should be more than once a year,
2: you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. It it should be. And, and don't forget, tip your postal worker. I'm just saying. Yes. Yeah, we should. Tip your postal worker. Anybody who's providing a service, just like travel advisors. Tip yeah, yeah. your travel advisor. And if you have any questions or concerns you want to talk to me about, with travel you know send the email gateway travel at gmail.com if you want to talk to me about um, the female solution where we have a solution for you all the time about any topic trust and believe we can talk to you about any topic here at the female solution then you you could reach out to me at female solution at gmail dot com and I'll if I can't answer it I'll I'll direct it to the one who
2: can <laughs> so exactly. we'll figure
0: it out together that's what this is about that's yeah. what this world I'm is so about, about figuring it out together yeah. mm-hmm. um, what was the name? yesterday the post office lady the post office uh, in my building every time I see because I'm in an apartment building so there's lots of apartments. So I whenever and they are back there putting that mail in. They they don't come until five o'clock and they don't leave till seven. And that's because you know she comes that late because she's got double duty. Yep. yep. Yeah. yeah. And I told, I told her on Sundays now. Yeah. Well, oh, some days a week. And I told her I said uh, every time I see a mailman, I always say thank you so very much for your service. And so we started a conversation and I told her about the And She was like, Girl, bring me some of them flyers so I can pass them off to my post office. So yes. Me.
2: Yes. So, uh
0: for those who say I talk too for those who say I talk too much, i uh, yeah, uh-uh, it's impactful. How, how else we gonna communicate? Come on now. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Grab that box We gotta
2: have
0: a conversation about it. We gotta yes. keep having a conversation about it. That's why we as a community gotta help Brandon. Help us! He can't do it yes. on his own. And Deborah, we're gonna finish this conversation, uh, um, on Monday. Monday. March, oh, great! Because yeah, yeah. we need this. We cannot put all that weight on his shoulders. He is one yes. man. He has a family. He needs our help, and it's our responsibility as citizens living in the city of Chicago to do what we need to do. Yes. I'll point and say they should have did that or they. Did Don't say nothing at all. Right. Keep it to yourself you know, I, and try to figure out something that you can turn around and be good for. Yeah. You know, like a small block club. That's what we really need now. Each club that's needs to get together and figure out how they can do, and then get together with a whole community. We can do that. Well, that's that's how we yeah. used to do it, and then, and yeah. then it, it got kind of challenging because then nobody yeah. wanted to work, and then well, we started depending on them. Yeah. You know, depending on us. us Literally. Yes. You can yeah. have you can have each block uh, sponsor a homeless
2: person. You can have each church mm-hmm.
0: sponsor a, a homeless person. Mm-hmm. Well, church is sitting empty each each month through Friday. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we have enough organizations where mm-hmm. people just decided in their organization they would sponsor a family. We would take, we could take care of the problem. Yes, we'll we got it. we got all kinds of Not just empty buildings, but, you know, places where people could, if if they were just in their home for a family that's been checked out that they trust or or whatever the case may be, give that that family a a leg up until, you know, the the people can get gainful employment or whatever, or even maybe they can earn their keep by doing yard work or whatever. have an exchange, okay, if you... If you keep the, the the block clean, then you can, you know, stay in this house that's, you know, up for sale, but it's been empty for ten years. For ten years, let me tell you, you you squat. I'm not advocating for squatterism. <laughs> but, but if you go into that in that vacant house that's been vacant for ten years, and you cleaning up that lot, and you making sure that you don't have none of the riffraff and stuff hanging out, then you are an advantage to the block, to the Eminent neighborhood. Domain. Is that what yes. You call
2: domain? Yes. Yeah. I yes. there's a way. The there way. is a
0: way. So, uh, uh, yeah, please don't trust and believe we're not advocating for squatterism here. So don't hurry up and call us. the hotline. <laughs> But there is a way that we can have an agreement so that people who need things can work their way into home, home ownership or at least a roof over their head that's secure. Yes. If, if there is a way that we can ensure that people who are of sound mind are given the respect and responsibility to participate in their own upliftment, then we should be able to, as different community organizations, solve this problem. Like you say, Brandon Johnson is not going to be able to snap his fingers and it all go away and then we're going to throw him out of office after one term if he doesn't. Right, right. No, it's going to take Mm -hmm. the citizens. Mm -hmm. It's going to take the people. And we Mm -hmm. got a whole lot of folks that have organizations that do things. You know, and that's our job is to let you all know who actually has a solution so that we can be supportive and encouraging and, and help them. Do what they do, so they can do it for more people. So reach out to us. Reach yeah. out to you us. Have to, you guys can call us five one five six zero five nine three two five. We'll get you on one of these seven days of the week. We'll get you on somebody's show to wow. tell what you do. And and there, these shows are archived, so you can go back wow. and listen. You know, blog talk That's blog right around talk <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, blog talk radio uh, dot Calm, there no, it no. is. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I know Now, Now you know what you're going to do with the information right. that you've been given. Right. It's it's like, that's it's our parents' attitude, too. That's but right. Calm is, calm is watching, and the universe is waiting, too, because you're going to need some things, and you focus on what you need, but instead of you focus on what you need, focus on helping somebody else, and that's when right. what you need shows up.
2: Right. Right, see, that's
0: that's the wisdom of the female solution. Absolutely, now, now of the you know what? Older and wiser, yeah. learn a few things along the way. Zelda. Now we're talking about grown folks. We've been talking about grown folks, and 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 we've sprinkled in some children's things. You also mm-hmm. next next is it next week, baby? yeah. We're gonna see some some global. The global virtual mm-hmm. teen talent contest. Oh, yes. you know, yes. uh, on our YouTube channel. Yes, I was, I, I, yes. I, I, yes. So, so if you have, uh, could you talk about how the children can get involved in into the global global, global, mm-hmm. global virtual teen talent? Is thank you, Deborah. Is every last Saturday of the month, mm-hmm. and they can compete. Uh, ages. 13 through 19 can compete for prizes, a cash, scholarships, and if they send in a one-minute uh, video clip uh, introducing themselves, their name, age, city, country, uh, and uh, what their talent is, sing, dance, choreography, directory, writing, producing, whatever they do, because these children are doing some amazing things. I was like, wow, this would be a good time for a teenager, but then they're done. That I know. <laughs> 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 but these children send us emails from Africa, Asia, Australia, Europe, anywhere on the planet and I was like, would you look at this? So,
2: tune
0: in next Saturday, 12 to 1 and we'll be on the female solution right here with my Emma, and and uh, you'll get a chance to see some of that great work that these children are doing. It just blows my mind. I was like, wow, I want to be uh, Thirteen years old again. Anyway, you can go to our YouTube channel and see the price, the previous
1: shows. But uh, YouTube.com, Higher Learning, Higher Learning. Great. So
0: you so go, know, just go to the to the website, HigherLearningNetwork.org. So we're we're, right. we're looking forward to seeing you, youth, or or if you're not youth, have you know some youth? You yes, you you, you you know somebody who knows some youth. Get them involved. You know, this, this is our future. We have right. to know, and we have to cultivate. We 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 want them to do what they do in their mind, but we have to push them out there. And uh, because we're not going to be here forever, and and we, oh, we want to give it. them as many tools and many opportunities as we can. And here is a platform. We're, we're not on the the big national or. Uh, international news uh, channel although we are international yes ma'am um, we can provide an international space just like the big right. productions uh, because they're, they're showing you what they want you to see we're showing you what you already know right what you what we have what what, yeah, what you can us, what you're providing to yes. us, yes, and then yes. don't forget uh, on um, our other Saturdays because we're here every day.
2: And yes.
0: our, our first Saturday, Naima, that's uh, uh I'm live from London, England, so we get to hear the news from the other side of the world, and you'd be surprised what's happening on the other side of the yeah. world. Yeah, and she's got a peace blog, right, yes. that yes. she's yes. putting together. Yes, every year the the, uh, was it the nonviolent blogging carnival to help us learn how to communicate nonviolently, how we can talk to each other and listen to each other and understand each other. And that is a powerful tool because everything starts with communication. If I can understand, right. I can with you and I can see you. So that's what she does. So the,
2: the success strategy
0: with Jana, she's a uh, you know best-selling author, and you, don't, you want to see her every first Saturday, second Saturday. It is a neighborhood of joy with Mama Joy. And <laughs> she and Reverend Rosemary have some powerful conversations, and really are designed to help empower us by reminding us of the skills and abilities and resources that we already have that if we just put together. As a community, as neighbors, we can change everything and create whatever we need to solve our problems. And, of course, we got the third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah, and that is an amazing opportunity for us to understand not only travel, but also who might be coming to us, as we talked about today, and how do you deal with it? You've got to flee your own country, and for somebody some compassion. So, and and cool. remember, remember any topic that you may have, any travel that you may do. If you're confused, you're not sure, reach out to us and 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 ask those questions. And if you're about to embark on travel, search for you a travel advisor. Just like when you have that headache and you can't get rid of that headache, and you want to go to an expert you go to a, an expert if your car makes that noise and you don't know for sure what it is you go to an expert well when it's time to travel the way things are changing the rules the laws as you can hear even in this show things are changing seek a travel advisor i am um, so, Be you know, safe. I learned the hard way. Thank you for sharing that. I had to learn it the hard way. So yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, like we were talking about earlier, you don't know when something you're carrying in your bag it might be legal where you're coming from, but where you're going to, it's not. And you don't want to end up in Yeah. Hand Look at the you Britney Grinder story. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, See, you know. Get with uh, your travel advisor. If you're packing something questionable in your bag, there there you go. And if it's questionable, don't don't take it. Now, don't forget to do without. Don't forget the suicide and crisis lifeline for 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 the country. Nine eight eight. You never know when a person is going through Uh, pre pre
3: You have something to say? You want to help us close out? Did you have something to say? Comment. Well, I'll say this: as people interested in helping the homeless, take some in your in your house. And here's another thing: you have uh, you have students that are coming from out of town, and in St. Louis, they had students that were sleeping in the airport, attending the University of Missouri. Nobody thought to take them into their house,
2: Mm.
0: wow, or take them a meal or a blanket. Well, you know, sounds sounds like an opportunity to start. Let's think on it and manifest it. A, we'll figure out what to call it also, but some kind of way, your host family for the homeless, hosting the homeless, hosting the homeless. Ah. God bless you all. We certainly appreciate everybody's input. And those of you who did not have a voice today, we know your plight. Come back and join us. Thank you. Good night. Bless you all. We've come to the end of our show today. But you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe India, Zanyaba, Japan, Alingatol, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John France, Merci. Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt,
1: Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Nghiabonga,
0: Senegal, Geret, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan,
1: Shukriya, Afghanistan, Kashakor, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you, and may peace be
0: upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessing.